Amen. Well, good morning, everyone. Uh, welcome this morning. Beautiful day out there. It was a gorgeous day yesterday. Boy, we were so blessed to have a day like that, right? Long overdue. Praise the Lord. Uh, several of the people are wanting to even call in and be a part of our service this morning. So I reached out to Norm, and I have Norm online. He wants to uh, greet us this morning and say hello. Pretty bad here. Uh, I think you were calling me in... Uh I can still speak, and uh, if you can hear me all right, I can speak. Yes. May I, may I start? Yes, go ahead. You're broadcasting. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. I miss you, and I love you all. But this season has been a time of drawing closer to God as I recover from my infected toe wound. You know, I'm reminded in 1 Peter 2.9, that we are a chosen people, a royal priest, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession. And let's remember that whatever he has possessed, he can, ne can never be taken away from us. Father, our Lord in heaven and on earth, we thank you for blessing and protecting us. We are ever mindful that our lives are in your hands and that you are always with us. Once again, we commit ourselves to follow and trust in you. Keep us all safe. Help us in these times of unsettling to settle our minds and hearts upon you. Bless this service today in ways we never expected. Again, we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. That's awesome. Thank you, Norm. Jesus for my family, I speak 
Father, we declare your name, we sing and praise your name into the realm of the spirit, into the earth realms, God, we declare the name of Jesus. Lord, we plead the name of Jesus over every sickness, every disease, every infirmity, God, that the earth is experiencing right now. We declare the name of Jesus. We declare the name of Jesus over every situation over every spirit of depression. 
over every heart sickness. Father, we release hope in the name of Jesus. Father, where there's anxiety, we release the name of Jesus to bring peace. Father, we thank you for the Holy Spirit that you've sent to comfort us in this hour. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We praise you. We lift up your name. We shout to the Lord of glory, the King of glory, the King of kings, and the Lord of lords. We praise your holy name in this hour, and we won't stop. We won't stop declaring and we won't stop decreeing the blood of Jesus over this nation and over our households and our families, God, and over the earth and over our leaders, God. And we pray this morning, God, for you to speak clearly to the leaders in the earth, Lord, and to the nations, God, and to the people. Let them hear your voice today. Let us have ears to hear and eyes to see as you speak forth your word in this hour. There is hope in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Can we get a shout for the Lord? There is hope, and this is the hour of hope. This is the hour of hope. There's only hope in God, and uh, that's where I'm at in these days. He is my hope. He, he's my everything, and so I just love him. He is. He's the anchor of our soul. He is the anchor of our soul. Amen? And uh, we just want to bless all of you. We want to thank all of those who are here in our local community that came out yesterday and worked so diligently, uh, social distancing, uh, but with a rake or a shovel or a hole in their hand and, and buckets, and we cleaned up the winter aftermath. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming and uh, working so diligently together. We really appreciate it. I know our food bank operatives are very, uh, they're over there working. They've been over there since 7 o'clock this morning, and they're getting all the boxes of food, getting ready to hand out. Listen, I want to tell you, you don't have to wear a cape to be a hero. Uh, come on, you don't have to wear a cape to be a hero. Um, as, as, our, uh, as Christine said, masks are optional, but they're really not. No, 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 masks are required, but capes are optional. Oh, let me get this right. Yeah, there's your joke this morning. Uh, and it's on me. But I'm so excited. We have heroes serving our community and the region of the Upper Valley, and, and we're, we serve 22 towns in, um, in New Hampshire, and we serve 25 in Vermont. I also want to give a shout-out to those in the Child Care Center, Potter's House School and Child Care Center. I, wanna, I want you guys to pray for them. Pray for all of our heroes. They are heroes, too. We should have a Cape Day. Superhero day. I'm serious. We need to do that, and uh, everybody can wear a mask. But our child care workers are working diligently, taking care of essential workers. And I just wanted to draw your attention to the things that are going on here. Many people are staying home, and you're not doing anything, and you're going crazy. But here, all these workers are coming out, and they're constantly working to see that all the needs of our community are met and we're taking care of essential workers' children. So I just want to thank all of you that are working so tirelessly to keep this ministry going. And working, work continues at the Cornerstone Community Center. And I just want you to know that we depend on you, and we need you. We need more heroes for volunteers, and we need um, more support to keep that ministry going. And if you haven't heard about it, get onto our Facebook on the Cornerstone Community Center. Get on our Facebook so we can tell you what's happening there. We're doing a great fundraiser, and it's called Mom's Kitchen. We've got to expand that kitchen, folks. If you hear my words, we've got to expand it. And we are really believing for $20,000 um, to come in by May 15th. 
If we expand our kitchen, we can serve more people in the community. We can use our kitchen to make emergency meals, and they are needed. And I'm afraid it looks like things are increasing every week. So as much as we're doing increase and working harder, there's going to be more needs now, and we want to prepare for it ahead of time. So help us with that, but send in your recipes. It's about Mom's Kitchen, and we need, let's honor our mothers. We won't be able to be together. I'm lamenting it, but if we can't be together, if things don't change and you can't share that day, you can honor her and send in a recipe. So be sure and go to Cornerstone Community Center uh, or cccvt.org, cccvt.org. You'll get to see all the pictures and find out what we're doing and find out where you can send those recipes. Or stories. Give us stories about your mom that are unforgettable. Send us in a little video clip. I, I know I'm taking a little time for local business, but it's important uh, of the church, the local community. But this is worldwide what we're doing in the Cornerstone Community Center. And so we just bless all of you. We are praying for you. I really believe that things are turning. I'm feeling a turn in the situation of that. And the next thing we have to believe for is the turn in our economy and the world. But let us remember, we are never going back. God doesn't want us to go back the way we were. You can, we, he doesn't want us to go back living those complacent uh, he wants you to be heroes. <laughs> Capes are optional, but he wants us to be heroes of the faith. You know, he wa- you know, if we were writing the Bible, Hebrews 11, right now, maybe your name could be in that chapter because you're taking your faith and you're releasing it. So I just want to bless you all with that word. Lay hold of what you can do. Faith without works is dead. That's what James told us. So let's get in there and let's lay hold on something we can add to and do. In the name of Jesus, amen. Pastor Lonnie, we are so excited about this word that you're bringing. I'm telling you, we are so excited about it. And we're going to pull it out of you today. And we just bless you, man of God. We pray over you, man of God. I can say I love this man of God. And he is going to be preaching again on the second uh, installment of as in the days of Noah or something close like that. But um, the days of Noah were part two. Oh, as the days of Noah were part two. Hallelujah. All right, amen. Amen. Well, good morning, good morning. Uh, I just want to, as Kathy said, thank you for everybody that sewed in to the cleanup day yesterday. But there's something that's important, and because of the time delay, I'm going to give you a few minutes. If you would all just take out your cell phone, please. Okay. Now, if you're watching this live, if you're physically here, if you're going to be watching this at a later time or you hear the recording, it uh, doesn't make any difference of when that is. Our fellow brother in Christ, Kevin Farnsworth, he's been working with our food outreach for, I don't know, 25, at least 25 years. So he turned 60 yesterday. Okay? So he tries to keep this a secret. So what I want you to do, and if you would do it right now, I'm going to give you his cell phone number, and I just want you to wish him a happy birthday. Now, if anybody's watching this, again, the time delay, I'm going to give you a few minutes, because I don't want you to be distracted, but I'm going to give you a few minutes just to wish, his name is Kevin, and his number is 603-252-0347. Now, Kevin is one that doesn't want anybody to know when his birthday is. He even tried to hide it yesterday. He didn't want me to even tell J.C. yesterday when they were getting food over there at the community outreach. So, everyone, if you would please, I'm just going to give you a little bit of a selah, a pause, and just wish Kevin a happy birthday. I don't know if he's going to appreciate me giving out his number, but (laughs) it could go worldwide, but you never know. Amen. Hallelujah. We bless you, Lord. We glorify Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Well, once again, I just want to take this time out. I thank you for kind of going through this journey with me. Uh, Every day seems to be something that's different, transpires. Um, Ever since the Lord began to stir the inward part of my heart, am I on, Ben? I just, uh, there's something different inside of me. Um, I'm asking the Holy Spirit to make this real for me. I'm hoping this is real for you. I'm hoping that after last Sunday, you're taking the time out. Uh, Genesis 6, where pretty much everything began with Noah's life, to where it begins to address what he'd been called and asked to do, to be uh, kind of a partner with God in the things that he was choosing to do uh, to bring an intervention on behalf of man. But as hopefully, there may be a, a third setting to this because there's so much to say, but as ultimately God fulfilling his promise to Noah. So um, there's two things I want to correct from last week that I remember. Number one, I used the reference of the Roman calendar and then God's calendar, Jubilee calendar. Well, the Roman calendar was replaced by the Julian calendar, which in turn we are now under the Gregorian calendar since the 1500s. So I, that was a mistake. And then the second one being that it took Noah 120 years to build the ark. Well, it, and if you read Genesis 6, 3, the, the marking of 120 years, God set the clock in Genesis 6, 3, and it was 120 years until the fulfillment of the flood came, and then God brought the intervention to mankind, humanity. But for the time actual that they believed that it took Noah to build that ark was between 55 and 75 years. And so that's important because um, as we begin to move forward in this, the timing the setting of God, the purposes of what are transpiring. You're in my life. Uh, Sean Wilder is always uh, saying that the story that we're living, it's the same story, but just a different time and a different people. And so I want to, uh, I'm not sure how to quite do this because as Kathy and I have our time, our Sabbath, the Lord just keeps flooding me with so many different things, but I want to keep this so simple and practical because what you and I have been invited to do That, in turn, is to help God build this ark, if you will. But what I want to do is I want to go to 2 Peter chapter 3. Because as I continue to be led by the Spirit, I first want to pray. I said, Father, Father, I ask that my words be filled with the power of your presence. Paul spoke that he didn't speak in eloquence, but in power. And Father, if this is real, as real as I, I sense it is, I ask that you impart to every person right upon their hearts your living word. That Father, then we would have the ability of the power of your word to walk this out. In Jesus' name. Because see, my prayer has been that as you begin to have this fellowship, this time with the Lord, as it was with Noah, Faith, obedience, but also that time with God, a friend of God. I'm hoping that you have taken this week and you will continue to take the weeks ahead and that you would talk to the Lord about what I'm saying, what the Word and the Scripture is saying, and that you, when you come back to these Sundays, what I'm expressing will be just a confirmation, things that are already stirring or registered inside of your heart, because I don't believe... um, For myself personally, there's ever been such a time that I'm trying to be intentional. Every day that I'm over at the building next door, every stroke of paint or a brush of paint with the roller, I I just become aware of Noah. And he, as a participator in God, to build something that was asked of him to do, which was impossible. And so in turn, I find that this now, 2 Peter chapter 3, Uh, And as I read the scriptures, just open up your spirit and listen to the words if you would. This is 2 Peter chapter 3, and I'll go verse 1 through 6. Beloved, I write to you this second epistle, in both in which I stir your pure minds by way of reminder. And I'm asking the Holy Spirit that he would stir our hearts, quicken the very things that are in the heart of the Father right now. 
that you may be mindful of the words which were spoken by the holy prophets and the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior. Knowing this first, that scoffers will come in the last days, walking according to their own lusts, and saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. For this they willfully forgot that the word of God, the heavens, were of old, and the earth standing out of water and in the water, by which the world that then existed perished, being flooded by water. As I was reading the scripture, the Lord was asking me, Are you listening to your eschatology or are you listening to me? Because the things that normally flow into our lives, the flood us, is the first thing as we look at these scriptures and we think about the last days, the end times, and the things that are transpiring in our lives. And so the Lord was trying to capture me in my thought life and the things that I've even known in theology, the things that I've known that are real according to the word, and that not allowing the focus be on pre, mid, post, trib about his return. Because what he was showing me as it was with Noah, it was faith, obedience, and preparation. So as I began to look at the scriptures and I'm looking again at what's transpiring and I'm looking at today right now, how many of us have lived or said, even those in Christianity, things haven't changed since creation. Every year things seem to be very similar. For generations to generations, they've said the same thing. I'm looking at the dynamic of what's taking place around us. And all of a sudden I began to realize COVID-19. Are things the same today as they were last week? or last month, or the month before? No. Because what I'm seeing is, is that this place in our lives right now, the importance of where we find ourselves, that the things that are presently changing are of the hand of God, but he's trying to awaken us because we're so busy about works. We say we're not saved by works, but we do so much to help God out even with our food outreach and the child care center and all the things that we do, now the community center, and so much of our focus, and we get lawns cleaned, and all the things that are transpiring, and all the things that we want to do to both please God, but we also want to be faithful to what he's asking us to do. And so I'm watching this whole setting in my own life, because every day I have this pause, this opportunity, because there's nobody there to influence me or talk to me other than the Holy Spirit. And as I'm just pondering this very life substance of faith, patience, and now preparation, how does that apply to the now? What's taking place in my life? What's going on? What do I do with this, with this word that's now becoming so real in my life that uh, how do I approach it? So then I began to just ponder. Since the time of creation, we have come either passive or expecting the same thing, over and over and over again every year. We see some difference, we see some changes, we see some things taking place, but all of a sudden we see that God's doing something very different. He has essentially seized the earth. He's stopped all of humanity. And then I began to think about prayer. And I've been reviewing the last 50 years of Kathy and I and our relationship with the Lord since the time of the Jesus movement. And we've been praying, obviously, let thy kingdom come, let thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We declare, let the kingdoms of this earth be the kingdom of our Lord and God. 
And then I know for at least the 50 years of Praise Chapel, but this has gone on since the time of Daniel and Jeremiah, of praying against Babylon, tearing down the stronghold and the works of Babylon, the dependence and the very things that are transpiring, taking place through all of humanity for all of these hundreds or thousands of years. And then I began to just say, okay, Lord, what are you trying to say? We say Babylon must fall. I'm saying, Lord, there's just so much that's transpiring right now. I need to hear what you're saying. And then he said to me, what if that is now, Lonnie? What if what people have just said, when is he coming? We keep seeing from creation till now things are the same. And the Father's saying, Lonnie, what if all the prayers have now culminated into the now? And that kind of, for this last couple of weeks, is, um, I don't want to, stunned isn't a good word. But it sobered me of the reality. What if? I'm asking, I'm asking it in this way because I need to, to have you join me in this because we've always looked at the prophetic words to be at a distance. Either the good things <laughs> or the difficult things. And they've, they've always been far off. And then when the good things transpire, we're excited. Oh my goodness, God spoke that 20 years ago. <laughs> Cornerstone Community Center, 25 years ago. Isn't that exciting? Now, wait a minute. I was 25 years younger then, right. right? But yeah, I am excited, but I'm not sure if I'm excited. And we get so excited about the things that are promised of God. But then I began to just, this, this foreboding that has been taking place in these last couple of weeks. And I need you, all of you who listen to these words, I need you to take this time with the scriptures. Noah had a relationship with the Father. We need this time right now to hear what he's saying. And what I believe he's speaking to me and through me needs to be real for you. Because if that is now... We don't know how to live outside of Babylon. None of us, even going back to my generation, now we have found because we're a little bit older with this shortness of uh, supplies being toilet paper, paper towels, canned goods. See, most of us of the previous generation We've always had a storehouse. We've always had something to get us through in emergencies. But many people in this generation, they shop day by day, week by week for their needs. And so I've just been, again, during this time of painting, during this time of building this ark, of the reality, how would I respond? If in fact, if there's something that now God is allowing to take place in the earth, and if there was ever, uh, and a vaccination really isn't a good word for it because they're talking about vaccinations and all of these different things, but could this be right now what we've experienced for, I think, 39, entering, I think, today's 40 days, of what it would be like if everything in the economy changed? I keep reading about the different events and the things that are transpiring all around us. Many nations are in economic depression, difficulty. Because of so many countries being obligated in need of oil and the revenue that comes from oil, Russia, Saudi Arabia, Iran, a lot of these countries, it's their solid 
rock, if you will. The price of a barrel of oil went down to zero. Right now it's at about $37 a barrel. And the Coast Guard just reported over the uh, west coast of California, there's 24 oil tankers filled with oil with no place to put it. Basically, all of the storage is full. Which I have to believe is the same for many of these other nations. The idea of many states possibly going into default or bankruptcy because tax revenues will not be coming in. If they allowed people not to pay their property taxes and or file income tax, then revenues have come to a stop or lessened. Even talking to Jedediah, our son, yesterday, the dental industry, because the CDC in the state of Vermont has such requirements for them to be even able to open up, you can't afford to open up just the cleaning process of what's required in each room to make it acceptable to open up for business. Now, they can do some surgeries because they have to invest to be able to do that in emergencies and those type of things. And so what I'm, I'm just offering, I, I, I need to ask you to, to, to do the what if with me. Because if this is an opportunity that God's choosing to cause us to really um, honestly look, not like Second Peter, that, oh, this is going to all pass, and we've been seeing this before, and all, we're, all since creation there's been difficulty in the earth, that God has always intervened. But what if God has taken all of those prayers over 2,000 years beyond that, Daniel, Jeremiah, all of those called down. And the believers, if you will, for the last 2,000 years. What if God says now is the time? And so I've been pondering this ark, this tabernacle, this dwelling of safety. And I'm saying, Lord, what would that look like? If, in fact, if we're going to begin to moving into to places that none of us are accustomed to or even prepared for, how do we move forward? How do we, as you're asking us, to become this ark of your presence of provision, safety, refuge? What would that look like? And he floods me with all of these types and shadows going back with the time of Noah. And I want to get, don't want to get ahead of myself, but when you look at the ark, if you will, as a tabernacle, God gave Noah the pattern of how to build that. And when you read that Noah then came to land close to that 120 days, it says he pulled back the cover. Well, that cover was the same cover made out of animal skin that they used in the tabernacle of Moses. And so God's intentions of an ark or a tabernacle or a dwelling place, and if you will, there are also writings of the fact that the Garden of Eden was God's tabernacle. So this pattern, I'm looking to see, Lord, what is that going to look like? Because God created the tabernacle in the garden. But God gave Noah the pattern for the ark, the tabernacle, the vehicle of safety. Did he not the same with Moses? He gave Moses the pattern. And in turn, I'm saying, okay, Lord, then please talk to me. Now let's go to 1 Peter chapter 2. Let's go to verse 3. Now, I, I, I don't know how to, to remind you or, or continue to bring you into the story of Noah 
Don't allow it to be a part of uh, a fleeing to eschatology and is he coming next week? Uh, is he coming next month? Uh, will we be here? Will we won't be? I'm going to ask you because he asked me, don't go to your eschatology. Go to faith, obedience, preparation. Because so much of this you're going to hear repeated as a story of Noah, of his life that was purposed in God to say yes. I will join you in what you've asked me to do to prepare that which you have made available to humanity to preserve your seed, those made in your likeness. And at some point we'll get into the covenants the covenant started with Adam and Eve was passed to Noah was passed to Abram and with, without any one of those arcs those safe places to carry God's people his word his promise we would not have where we are today Jesus Christ as our personal savior and what we have is the kingdom to come let thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. All of this is a pattern of faith, obedience, and preparation. I'm just going to plead with you. Don't let your eschatology get in the way of what God's really wanting to say to us. He's allowing us to be partners with him to really preserve his seed. You and I, those that have been made in his likeness. This is verse 3. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. What were one of the three things with Noah? Noah found grace with God. See, there's parallels and there's similarities and all this is threaded all the way through. And I just encourage you because I honestly believe, though from the Jesus movement till now, I do not believe I've ever experienced in my lifetime more of a time in my life to be attentive to the Holy Spirit and the Word and what He's saying. Verse 4, Coming to Him as living stones, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. You also, as living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. So what, what could this ark, this tabernacle look like? This place of safety, of refuge? Created and patterned by God himself. Again, from the time of Noah to Moses to David the tabernacle of David, Solomon's, all of it hand-patterned by God. Second Peter, a spiritual house. This life-giving, this living stones. Should it surprise us of how we so long to be with each other? We talk about iron sharpening iron. But we minister life to each other because of Christ in us. These young people and these families that come to our food outreach, they're talking about the Lord and spending time with the Lord. They're not even talking about food because they long to be in His presence. They long to be in His presence. Now, I have to say, because I want to uh, help those that are listening to either this in, in live form that are here and or that may be here this in the future, Isaiah 43, fear not. Fear not. He knows us, he's with us, and he's for us. Now, some of this may be over your head. Some of this may you not even understand. You may not have revelation. It may not be something that has been awakened inside of you yet. And maybe you don't understand the things that I'm saying about Babylon and after 2,000 years plus that what if, and if the economy changed, and how we lived our lives, and how we're going to live our lives, 
and how that's going to affect us and what will we do and how will we do it. If you're born again, spirit-filled, born of God, born from above, a believer, and if you're not, find a spiritual house. I'm talking a spiritual house where there's living stones that you will find refuge, you'll find safety, you'll find provision, you'll find relationship, and fear, when it comes upon you, there'll be those to stand with you and say you've not been given a spirit of fear. But you've been given a spirit of love and a sound mind because that's that koinia, that, that relationship that we have both with the Holy Spirit and with one another. How are we doing on time? Okay. And so in these next few days, if you will, pray that God would continue to speak to us of how we would begin to make changes in our life. Now, most of us have been given changes that haven't been of our choice. And those things could remain for a while. But there could be some lifting of certain things where there's more people that can gather and Vermont wouldn't have this 5 o'clock curfew and you could begin to maybe go to restaurants and things like this. I have to tell you that whatever we go back to, like Kathy said, it's never going to go back the way it was, and we don't want it to. Because if this is truly the hand of God that's changing the spiritual atmosphere, because all of us, I know I pray every morning, I take authority over every principality and power, every spirit of darkness, spirit of mammon over the state of Vermont. If in fact, if our prayers now have been so effectual and all of the saints over this last 2,000 years is now producing the hand of God to move the next part of our story, his story, because we're part of his story. Then it's going to be important for you and I to say, Lord, how do we do this? Since we were born, our parents were part of the economic system. Since I've been a young adult or an adult making my own choices and having to buy my own car or buying clothes for my children or providing food for my family, I have been part of the system of Babylon. And for those of you that collect Social Security, welfare, anybody that's got <clears throat> any kind of stocks and bonds. Again, please don't allow your eschatology to interfere. Noah found grace with God. He found favor. He was obedient and he walked with God. If we can do that in these next days and weeks and months, the Holy Spirit will continue to show us how we begin to move forward and how he'll make provision in places that were impossible. Because even our jobs were never a place of provision, though he knows that we need money to exist. But that was our place of ministry. That was to bring him to the marketplace, that people that have hopelessness, oppression, and depression in their lives. Let me tell you, this spiritual house is going to have such a demand put on it in these days ahead. Because there are very few people that you talk with now because of this isolation don't deal with some form of depression or oppression. Let alone the economic things. Because a lot of those people think that they're going to be taken care of by the governments, so that isn't a weight for them. But it's the relational part of it. They just feel alone abandoned. This one business keeps in contact with all of their employees by Zoom. And it's voluntary. They don't have to be a part of it. But this one particular employee longs, they do it on Thursdays, longs for it. 
because she's an older person. All of her children are gone, and all she has is a cat. And she says, this Zoom is my life source. Having relationship. Well, there isn't the impartation of life to life in Zoom, even this live setting, but it gives the opportunity, the Holy Spirit, to link us together because our union, there's no distance in the realm of the Spirit. And again, I want to say that anybody that feels like they're alone or lost and they don't know the Lord or they don't have a church to go to, or just know that God loves you. His grace is sufficient. And Noah was what? Just a man, just like you and I. Didn't have anything, anything up on any of us. But he walked with God. Find people. Find people just to talk with that have this river of life, this, this, I guess, this willingness to join God in being part of this spiritual ark, this tabernacle, this dwelling place, this house, the gathering. And so I want to close with this because I don't want to go too long. I want to keep this focused and intentional. Hopefully next week I'll be able to talk a little bit more about God's timetable and how things even in Noah's time, fall into appointed times. But what I want to ask you is, is that if you would then go to our uh, website and go to our podcasts, because there's two words that came last October during the Feast of Tabernacles. And to simplify the understanding, according to God's Hebrew calendar, the seventh month, the Feast of Tabernacles, began his new year. So we, those that have been keeping the Feast of Vision Gathering, Feast of Booths, Feast of Tabernacles, for us, 50 years, it's always set in motion what God was going to do for the remainder part of the year until this next Tabernacles. These two words, Seth, Anak, Wonderful brother in Christ who now is suffering in Kona, Hawaii, working with YWAM. And when you watch, when you watch the videos, when you watch the, the words that he brought, he says, yeah, man, it, it's kind of tough to tell everybody I'm a missionary in Hawaii. They're just kind of like, oh, yeah, right, right. Uh-huh. But this would be October 18th. It's Seth Amek, and it's Jesus' inheritance. And then the next one is October 19th, and it's Go There Forth. And what we are now experiencing, and what God desired, because it all is about a friend of his who had an encounter with God. And he was in this room And there was this glowing crown with all of these different jewels all around it. And he was asking the Lord, this young man was asking the Lord, what are all these jewels? He says, every time you said yes, a jewel was added. And this young man who was telling Seth this story, the only regrets that he has is there wasn't more jewels on his crown. So, With that, so if you would listen to those between now and next Sunday, but also, we've been very, very fortunate, Lalo Cadona and his wife, Loy, who God gave the calendar, God's Jubilee calendar, to Lalo's father, which in turn was passed on to Lalo. He passed away four years ago, three years ago. And so God has allowed us Sean Wilder, Kevin George, there are different ones because Lalo has an actual teaching on understanding or knowing how to develop God's calendar. So the website is thejubileecalendar.org. No, excuse me, dot com. Thebiblejubilee.com. And, huh? thejubileecalendar.com and you'll see everything there is to know 
if you want to learn it. We're very, very fortunate between Sean Wilder and Kevin George, as well as Loy's son, Lance, who is still out in California. Uh, we stay connected every month. But he also, he and his wife, they've been trained by Lalo, so they know God's calendar. And so I don't want to go into all the different versions of God's calendar because there are a number of them out there. But if you're really being stirred up as Peter was trying to stir those that were kind of, well, was, was it Groundhog Day? You know, same story, different week, same story ever since creation. The same story since creation. We repeat it over and over and over again. If you really want to have an understanding of the Jubilee calendar, take some time out with it because it goes into so much more depth of other different things. The upper room of the tabernacle, there's so much there. But I would just ask you, if you would just go before the Lord, say, Father, talk to me. I need to know. I want, I want this to be real for me. I need this part of my life. If there's now something that you're asking me to be a part of, if it be will that those jewels upon the crown, it's not about the jewels. Father, I want to say yes that you might grant me to be a part of carrying your promise, your seed into this next dispensation as we see the kingdom come and we see your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Hallelujah. Barbara Dean, uh, I'm going to ask you to come up and pray for the offering. There was something that Barbara Dean uh, had really been stirred in bringing her uh, prayer over the offering. So I'm just going to ask her, if she will, to pray. Um, this is gonna be, there you go, perfect. So when I've been spending time with the Lord, which is every day, communion, and whatever I can take in of the Lord, I get up at 4 a.m. and I watch the show called Reflections on Daystar, and it's, it's all over the nation. It's pictures of everything in its purity before it was defiled, before it was by man, and it's just God is speaking. This is the way he intended. He made something beautiful for us. And so that's how I start my day. And I just want you to know that God has really impressed upon my heart about giving. And um, so what I see when we give is that incense that goes up. And it's a beautiful fragrance to God. It's just like our praise. It's like our worship. It goes up to God. And he's well pleased. And he says, he loves a cheerful giver. He delights in a cheerful giver. So there's so much going on that we're part of right now. This is like an unprecedented time for us in, in history. We are. And so plant your seed to heaven. Plant it. There's, there's things going on at the community center. There's things going on here. There's so much that you can do. We all have gifts. We all have gifts. And maybe, some, maybe it's generosity. I don't know what it is for you. But I do know that God delights. Delights. Yes. So when I got up on Easter morning, I turned on the TV, and, and there was um, Vice President Pence and um, President Trump. And President Trump, I was in awe when he had said that about Jesus Christ. He had risen. This was his day. You know, and this is what we should recognize. I don't know exactly how he said it. And then, and then Pence came up and said, I want you to give to where you worship, to wherever it is locally that you go to. I want you to give there. Don't forget. Don't forget your offerings to where you, you know, where you worship. Where's your family? So I was really impressed by that, and it just stayed with me. So I just wanted to share that with everybody today. Because I know that God is speaking. He's saying, you know, these are the times. Unprecedented. Give. Give with a grateful heart. God, he's given us so much. <laughs> Thank you. Amen. Just as we bring our offering, just before we close, 
uh, Sean Waller just told me we had a call. Uh, Linda, you know Wayne, is his mother-in-law, if you will, Linda. Well, she just had a heart attack this morning, and they don't know if she's going to make it this morning. So we were just over at uh, Richard and Bonnie's yesterday, and uh, they were both there. Wayne was there with his wife, and they were just saying that they had just taken off of one of one or two of uh, Linda's toes because she has sugar. But she was supposed to recover from it fine. So, Father, we just bring Linda before you. Lord, overshadow her with your presence. Be glorified, Father, in and through her life because she loves you. And we ask you, Father, to be now there as her comforter, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So we bless you. We love you. Be blessed. In Jesus' name, amen.